It's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex, and we're going to jump right into it. And um, what we have here today is a sad, unfortunate story, and it just it just screams so loud, you know, and we're going to unpack it, and we're going to unpack it very slowly, so just go ahead and sit back and relax and take off the cap. All right, so um, a 51-year-old man who had been the principal of Huntington Beach Elementary School for 22 years. So, I mean, when you think about it, 51, I mean, that's almost half his life, right? Almost half of his life, he, 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 he literally was loyal and faithful to this school, right? A principal of an elementary school. So keep that in mind. Keep the elementary school in mind, right? He jumped to his death at Disneyland. He was due in court Monday on child endangerment and battery charges. Right. So he left behind a suicide note for us to read. Right. And I'm going to read it and then we're going to unpack things. Give me a second. I have it right here. My other thing. Okay. He says, I hate when people leave this earth with so many unanswered questions. So I hope this provides some insight and perspective. This is my wife, Marlena. Yes, you heard me correctly. Most of you don't know this, but we privately married three and a half years ago. So, I mean, let's stop right there. That's just one thing I want you to keep in mind. Like, there's something going on with, for some reason, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what that could be. You know, it could be maybe she was younger looking. Maybe he had a marriage before that. You know, he'd be, you know, he was 51 three and a half years, you know, you do the math, he married her around 48, probably met her around 47, 46, you know what I'm saying, I'm assume he was married at some other point, maybe he didn't want people to know, I, I, I don't know, right, but to think that you have to kind of be private about a marriage for three and a half years, as a public figure, but someone people would expect to have a wife, nonetheless, um, in your community, and not to mention, um, for three and a half years having to keep it private or do little things to keep it to yourself for whatever reason, you know? So we don't even know what factors go into that. Why a 50-something-year-old man feels the need to hide the fact that he's married for three and a half years, right? Let's keep reading. Marlena and I love and adore each other and our relationship has been amazing up until recently. Unfortunately, Two weeks ago, she and I got into a heated argument at home in front of the girls. Tempers were flared and strong words were exchanged between us. However, never in this exchange did I hit, slap, or hurt Marlena in any manner. Nor did I ever touch the girls. Then he put in parentheses, I never have and never will. I love the girls like my own and they know that, as as does everyone else who truly knows me. You know, I just thought about, he put this note on Facebook. There's a possibility that maybe, maybe people in the real world knew about his wife and his kids, but maybe it's just, social. he didn't make it a social media thing, you know? Maybe that's why he said at the end, you know, I love the girls like my own and they know that, and as does everyone else who truly knows me. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he wanted to tell people who have a more 
like most of us, you know, we uh, have a private life. We might have like four or five people that's involved with that. Then we have like other people that we see. We don't tell them who we date in, maybe even where we work. We just kick it with them on a certain level. So that, that could be that too, right? I just want to, like I said, we're going to unpack this slowly. So anyways, the next slide says, unfortunately, Marlena's anger got the best of her that night and she called the police, which landed him in jail that night. Yes, me, a man who has never hit or harmed anyone in his life. I think it's safe to say that Marlena truly regrets making that call because the events of that night have completely unraveled both of our lives. I am on the brink of losing my job as I am out on administrative leave until my case is, and he put in quotes, resolved. However, the legal system is extremely flawed, especially against men and fathers, and it's sickening how quickly and easily an innocent man can be thrown in jail based on zero evidence or proof. In fact, take a look at the attached screenshots of Marlena's messages to my friend about the matter. She, too, had no intention on having that night come this far. She knows I would never hurt her or the girls, and she, too, has been trying to clear my name with little success. Again, the legal system is deeply flawed, to say the least. So what we see here is that typical story, right? I mean, we don't usually see it happen. I mean, I'm just keeping it real. I don't. And yeah, I'm putting race into this, you know, um, with white people or whatever like that. But the truth is, it does. You just don't see it. It's not a culture thing. Like they don't put it in their movies and their shows as much as we might put it. But yes, it, it definitely does happen to all sorts of men. They get locked. They get locked up. Um. You know, and this is why, you know, one of the wisest things you can do as a couple is to leave the police out of your relationship. I mean, you know what I'm saying? There there are there are times when you're supposed to call the police as a woman, you know, you you, you should know those times, be wise enough to know those times. Because if you know dang well you're gonna be looking out there looking for him to try to get him out of the situation, once it goes to the state, it's out of your hands. You know, and you I mean if you talk to a prosecutor, you know, straight up it just, you know, I mean, the only way you guys could do it, and I want to explain something here, and then I'm going to explain something behind it. The only way you guys can really do it is you would have to basically go to the prosecutor together, look her in her face with the guy and be like, look, like, I'm, I'm going to be on his side. He's going to take this to trial. You guys got to make threats that you might not even know how to back up. He's going to take this to trial. I'm going to help get, let's say y'all, you know, don't got much money. I'm going to help get him a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to come be his witness. And no matter what you ask me, I'm going to say what needs to be said. And nine out of 10 prosecutors are going to drop that case. Only a bullheaded, stubborn prosecutor is not going to drop that case. You know what I'm saying? Like, because she's not going to want to take on that risk of taking on such a embarrassing L where you're literally pushing a case where the victim in the case is saying, no, I don't know what you're talking about. That's a loss in her trial. That's, you know, those things like, think of them like points. It takes points off of her system. No, no, most prosecutors wouldn't go for that. You know what I'm saying? At all. I mean, the only way that they would is if there was actually something that happened. You see what I'm saying? See, I'm not talking about you women who get your nose broken, you call the police. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about women like this one. You want to call the police because there's a little bit of yelling going on. Maybe even a little, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, he grab you by your arm one time or something like that. You tripping, you know, because now you, you didn't put the man in the middle. They, they'll take him down as long as they, they don't feel like he's going to put up a fight. So at the end of the day, you know, let's keep reading. 
right? And oh, what I was going to say behind that. Oh, wait. No. Okay, let's keep reading. I think I have it. Oh. So here I am writing my final Facebook post to all of you. I need you all to know that a gentle, kind, loving, and sincerely good man has been destroyed by one unfortunate night. It really is unfortunate. This is not me. This is not something that I would ever happen to me. Oh, this is what I wanted to say behind it. My bad, I forgot. This is what I wanted to say. Behind that is this. This is the sad part about the world that we're moving into now. And when I tell people about it, like, it's... It should, it should wake us up when we drive through neighborhoods these days and we don't see kids outside, especially for long periods of time. You know, when I was growing up, it didn't matter if you went to the rich neighborhood, the middle class neighborhood, the poor neighborhoods. There was kids outside every day. It was a, it was a part of life. And it's about toughening you up. You see, this is a 51 year old white man who's probably lived a pretty protected life. He said he's never hit nobody before, things like that. And I, and I honestly, I believe it. Right. Um. I grew up with white kids. We lived in the same neighborhood and still yet had different lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and there are some of them, I bet money to this day. They've probably never had any real confrontation. Like, so, and then it, so it's, how do I say this? Like, this situation is unfortunate and we're going to, we're going to get into the whole gender thing in a second, but which I know which is why you guys are here, but you have to think about it a little deeper than that too. Nine out of ten of us, us, you know, most of us listening here on this podcast, we would have took this to the chin because we would know, like, ah, this will blow over. Like, this too shall pass. But when you come from such a softer background and you've never really been out hurt. Now, I'm not saying he didn't grow up outside. I'm just saying these kids, I'm just trying to show you guys the correlation, right? These kids don't get hurt. I can only imagine what they're going to do when they get older and life hits them with something that me and you, me, me and you, as an I myself and you, the listener that's listening right now, we're like, oh, fail the test. All right. Take it again. Oh, uh, you know, whatever. Break up. All right. Cry for a couple of days. Move on. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like they'll be ready to kill themselves over anything. I mean, they get into a car accident and have to file an insurance uh, policy. Even if they don't get injured, even if the car is still drivable, they would, you know, be ready to jump off a bridge because, you know, they don't have nothing. Like when I read this story, I felt sad for him from an emotional place. But when I looked at the actual case, which is what I feel like drove is driving him insane. He didn't want to deal with it. It's like I would have took that to the chin. I'm like, oh, whatever. What are they going to what, what are they going to give me a year of probation? If, you know what I'm saying? Now, I get he feel like he's going to lose his career, but he wasn't going to lose his career. But when you haven't really been through anything uh, some, something like this, which most of us, by the time I'm done reading this story to you, you'll be like, oh, that's what he did it for? You know what I'm saying? You'll be like, oh, I would have just took that to the chin. But when you ain't been through nothing, that is something that is heavy on you. Like that. And, and a lot of our generation now is moving to a place of so much Internet access, so much sitting at home, so much social distancing, so much arrogance and ego and and, and selfishness and, uh, you know, being obsessed with yourself and your looks that you're not people are not really interacting with life and i don't just mean other people i mean life they're not falling no more that's why i said the correlation of kids being outside they're not falling down you know and i take this metaphorically when i say this you know they're not falling off their bikes they're not having their foot covered in um fire ants they're not getting bee stings they ain't bumping into a a bee's nest and 
a hundred bees flying around them. They ain't getting slap boxed. They ain't getting beat up. They ain't getting jumped. They ain't fighting nobody. They ain't getting chased by dogs. They ain't getting bit by dogs. These these things, they ain't getting whippings. These things made us tough. They, they ain't have to write descendants of uh, uh, 2,000 2, times, 20,000 times. I think the most I had to do time was 10,000 times. I had to write descendants over and over again. I will not do this. I will not do this. After a while, I just wrote, I, 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 won't, 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 won't. Then I got so tired, I started doing, I, 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 W, 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 O, 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 O. Then I just started doing half the W. I'm just like, I'm going to just do like the first little half, make it look like on what, on like the Verizon check. Yeah, I was just doing anything. Like, you know, just milling because they stand outside on one foot. Like, yeah, these things made us tough. Like, the stuff that I see now, like, these, they ready to fold on everything because they're not going for nothing. Like, they're not, they ain't been through nothing, you know? But it's still sad, though. And I want to, I just wanted to throw that out there, too. I don't want us to miss that part of the story, that this is a bad thing that happened to him, and it's sad and it's for, unfortunate, but it sounds like most of his suicide was influenced by panic, and this was not a situation he should have panicked from. That's That's all I'm saying. Um, let's keep reading, you know? He says, it really is unfortunate. This is not me. This is not something I ever thought would happen to me. With all of this said, I have truly loved educating and leading thousands of students and families as a principal in FVSD. I'm guessing that's the school district. Uh, for the past 21 plus years, I have made so many wonderful connections with families over the years. And those who know me closely know how much I cared for my students, staff and families. Plus your memory for all the good I have brought to the world of education. So you listen to this too. You hear a confident man. See, this is someone who I could I could tell he lived a decent life. You know, he was a confident person. I mean, just think about it. You've never really heard a suicide note where the man literally sat there and told you, like, hey, look, I did all this, I did that, and y'all know it. Right? I mean, listen to the tone of it. You know, let's just go back here to hit here it again a little bit, right? You know. I've educated and led thousands of students and families, right? He put the years in there, 21 plus, right? I've made so many wonderful connections with families over the years. And those who know me closely know how much I cared for my students, staff, and families. Please remember me for all the good I brought to the world of education. A lot of people can't say stuff like that when they are ready to, you know, off themselves, right? And then he then look, he going to the next thing. He's like, yo, and to all my musician friends, thank you. Thank you for performing with me for over the past 30 years. We have had a blast performing all over and creating such fond memories together. Music has been a wonderful outlet for me. Can I just stop and say that this is one of the most beautiful suicide notes out there? And I'm not even trying to be funny or bring light to it. I'm just keeping it real. Like it's a it's beautiful to see that, yes, he did something unfortunate, you know, and we can, I guess we can't carve a spill milk. He, he ain't come back alive. And he did that, you know, and uh, whatever he did and left behind all these people that he said influenced. But it's also beautiful that he was able to do it. And it seems a very peaceful manner. Like he really came to terms with like, OK, cool. You know, I've took control of my life. I did all these things. Hey, you know. I don't really need to be here no more, right? And this is what I'm saying. One thing I want to point out right here is, right, doesn't it sound like he actually lived a pretty good life? Okay, so we never know what men are going through. And this is because we teach men and we teach society. The only only thing, see, society is taught how to treat women. It's taught 
how to be polite to women and you don't ask women this and you don't for a long time did you know you couldn't even ask a woman her age see a lot of y'all don't know that because y'all too young to know that the girls don't care about that no more but my mom's generation you you didn't you didn't ask them how old they were it didn't matter how old they were you just didn't ask right you didn't like when they teach us all these things from a young age you don't hit women just they don't teach us anything on how to do with men the only thing they teach men or the world about men is men need to shut up suck it up you're not allowed to cry move on nobody cares boohoo right but men are going through things men are living in a different world than they were when those rules were first created it's not the same world and half of those guys as tough as they may think they are if you were to allow them to keep those problems or whatever issues they dealt with back then and take on the ones we have right now a lot of them would break too all right we have a lot of stuff being shoved in our face 24 7 they didn't have to see all that they can say whatever they want to say or y'all generation is soft you would probably be a little bit more tapped out if you lived in our generation you know and i get that they had it hard you know they used to work in fields and in factories and you know, they had one wife and one girlfriend their whole life. And, you know, that just had to work. And, I, 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 you know, they had to actually fix their cars and go outside and fix stuff and cut their own grass and all this other crazy stuff. Right. They had to do all kind of things. I get it. But they didn't have the emotional restraint. Their woman was there. He was running around. You see what I'm saying? He was the problem. So he never actually had to deal with the problem. But now we have stopped being the problem. And now the whole world is the problem. You see, we have to still, and we still have to go out and build and go work in the field and cut the grass. See, that's what they don't get. See, and it, and it, and, it, and I'm trying to put it to them in the most simplest terms where anybody would understand. So when they, before you just jump out there, and you know, and not to go off topic, but still kind of metaphorical. I love when Kendrick Lamar said in the song "Mother I Sober," he says, you know. I see it daily. I see these dudes covering themselves in tattoos, you know, to hide. Basically, they were sexually assaulted and things like that, or that they grew up in these ways, right? But he also tells the listener, like, and the critics of these people, like, hey, why don't you take the time to get to know us before you just judge why we doing all this stupid stuff that we doing? You know, it's, it's, it's something that you don't understand, right? And, um, you know, the, the fact that, that we just never as society decide hey let's look at men especially now it's the best time to look at men and say hey we i think it's time for us to start treating men a little bit better right being a little bit more better to the men not that and see the problem is when we say that they think that that means that we have to stop being good to women no that's that's the biggest problem with a lot of things in this world that we think in order to support one thing we have to stop supporting the other or in order to lift up one thing, we have to put down the other. And that's just not true. Okay? They're just simply saying, hey, we teach kids, we teach of both genders how to deal with women, how to be nice to women, how to all these things, right? The world is simply that way, right? That's why we don't see things. I was watching the Casey Anthony uh, documentary yesterday, and one of the ladies in there said, you know, well, you know, we usually don't suspect the mom to be the, to be the killer. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Why do you not suspect the mom to be the killer? If you see him, if you see five men in a row do something, we just go ahead and just say, yeah, that that's something that men would do. I'm just keeping it real. I don't know about y'all listening at home, but for me personally, and you see, I have a podcast. You see, I, I'm on social media. I have to kind of look into these things sometimes. 
Yeah, for me personally, if I could just say the last 15 times in my life I've ever heard of a child being murdered by their parent, it was the mom that did it. Black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, it was the mom that did it. How many times do you have to see something before you can make a generalization about a group? But see, we're taught that women are these angelic beings and we can't say certain things and we shouldn't offend them and we have to, you know, kind of tiptoe and create like a, almost like a walking on eggshells type world for them, right? Even though they have outgrown their state of infancy, they are now not the delicate women that they were when we first created this delicate world for women. They want their own money. They want their own this. They want their, oh, I don't need no man. I don't need this. I'm a grown woman. No man in the temple would do. Men shouldn't make laws about my body. Men this, men that. Back up. I got this. Stop mansplaining. whoop de whoop de whoop de whoop I mean, they're physically bigger now. I mean, these girls' hands are so big these days. You know, they're getting taller. You know what I'm saying? Like, their voices are getting deeper. Not all of them, obviously. But y'all know I'm telling the truth, right? And they don't even be fat. They just be big. I seen a girl. I, I, see, I see them all the time. Black, white don't matter. The race don't even matter. It just, it's just... We, and we know why that is. They're putting stuff in these girls' products and their deodorants that are only for them and their hair products and the lotions and all that stuff that they know they're putting different stuff in that stuff and that food that they're more attracted to and I mean they're putting it in all of our food really but you know what I mean it's just you know yeah all right so let's keep reading right so to all my musician friends thank you thank you for performing with me over the past 30 years we have had a blast performing all over creating such fond memories together I mean, this dude is living a good life. Music has been a wonderful outlet for me, and it has allowed me to have a different and creative world outside of my day job as a principal. I am sad to say that last night was my final performance. So literally, the, the night before this, he performed. However, it went very well, and I am proud that my final performance was a success. I have always loved performing, especially during the holiday season. I am going to miss it dearly. I mean... You would think this guy was going on vacation. And he just, like, you would think that he was moving to China. He's just saying, I'm never coming back. I'm like, like, you would think that he, like, woke up in the middle of the night, packed a bag, you know what I'm saying? Like, deleted all, whatever, you know, um, left some money for the kids. He, he He's going to move to, like, a different country, change his number, and just nobody will ever be able to find him again. You wouldn't even think he's going to literally go to Disneyland and kill himself. You know? But this is just showing you what men's, how men's mental health is so overlooked, you know, because here's a guy who on the surface level was living this great life, but clearly he had deep issues. I mean, think about it, to even to go kill himself at a place where kids, kids go to a, uh, to ride rides and stuff. What possesses you to out of everywhere in the world you could jump off of something? Let me go to Disneyland and do it. Or even if he didn't think, let me go to Disneyland and do it. Right. He would know he was in a suicidal mode because he wrote this. So he was looking for some place. Why say, hmm, I guess this is the place I'll do it. at. Why? Why there? But this is what brings me to something that a lot of people haven't talked about. I think he did this for a reason. I think he was already fed up with life. Honestly, like a lot of us are. We don't say it. We don't admit it. But some of us are just literally we're going to keep working and we're going to keep grinding. But we almost look at life like, hey, I can go any second. I don't mind. Right. Type thing. Right. He, he probably looking at it like that. He's seeing everything that's going on in the world. He's seeing the lack of hope that we have out here, especially for us men. He's seeing all these things. He's seeing how 
whatever, the recession's about to come, the, if he loses his job, the money, everything like that, yes. But I think he also kind of sacrificed himself. I think he did it at Disneyland because he knew it would gather world attention, not just his local attention. Had this man killed himself in his backyard, none of us would have ever got to read this letter. None of us would have sparked these conversations that I see now being sparked all over YouTube. None of us would have been able to, none of that. Maybe he wanted this letter to be read. He wanted people to be forced to have this conversation. We've been tiptoeing around it. We've mentioned all these things before. A lot of people have already been breaking this down without his example. However, now we have something tangible to bring to the public court. Thanks to him. You know? You know what I'm saying? Thanks to thanks to this guy, Christopher Christensen, we have something. And I think that's why he did it. And it was a twisted thing to do. It was. But when you see someone being this oppressed and you feel like you don't have anything to live for, I'm not saying you just go jump around. But at the same time, I have to somewhat say, well, thanks. If this is what his intentions were, I believe that's what his intentions were. It's an unfortunate event that could be turned into something, a learning experience for all of us, for every last one of us, including men. Even you men who think you are already like knowing what's going on, right? Because you have to think deeply about this, bro. This man, like I said, on a surface level, it sounds like his life was decent. He even said that him and his wife was happy, right? He loved educating people. He played music. I mean, when you think about it, he's living a great life in a sense of not because of the things that is going on, but because it sounds like he's actually getting to do what he wants to do. See, a lot of people have a lot of money. They do a lot of cool things, but that's not what they really would want to do. But how many of us really get to go do a hobby that we love, something creative, and still go to our job, right? How many of y'all right now, you wish that you could be out there painting or doing some YouTube vlogs, travel vlogs on the side, or you know, maybe designing some clothes or making a video game or even rapping or playing the piano, right? Doing ballet, but you can't, you won't for whatever reason, right? And he was doing that at 51 years old, might I add. I mean, he was thriving and striving. He had a wife that he was in love with. He had a great job. He's a principal of an elementary school. I mean, he's a top dog. He's basically a politician, you know? I mean, he literally is a community leader, right? And he's a musician. What's going on? See, some people can say, well, maybe he didn't have that many issues, right? And like you said earlier, this just rocked his perfect world. So why do you think suicide felt like his only option? See, we will not... See, I'm going to tell you... I'm not even going to go into detail. I was going to say a lot right there, but I'm not. I'm not. Because I, I want us to start to think on our own about these things. But what I will say is this, and I want you to think deeply about this. All of us get sad when we find out a man that we know killed himself... But a lot of the times, if we think deeply about it, there are things that we can look at that would have been an outlet for him other than killing himself. Even something simply as breaking down and crying. Nine out of ten of us, or I don't even say nine out of ten of us, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like a lot of us would have tore him apart and made fun of him in dramatic ways for taking those other kinds of routes. 
simp, things like this. These things put fear in people. I'm going to tell you the truth. Both men and women have different ones, but we have things that we fear more than death. We'd rather die than go through certain types of humiliations. We may not say that out loud, but deep down inside, we know there are certain situations of humility that we would rather, there are certain words we would rather die than be called. Some of y'all just from the streets would rather be dead than be called, than have to live your life being called a rat. Some of you men that, you know, I guess you just really, I mean, you're fully just against the gay thing. You'd rather be dead than everybody think that you was gay. Some of y'all rather be dead and be labeled a broke A N word. A a broke A word N word. And you don't realize it because you're like, whatever, but you'd rather be dead and be than be labeled a bum for the rest of your life. Or be homeless. Or be in jail for the rest of your life. You rather be dead than be that guy, dang man, his homeboy took his wife. You rather be dead than be that girl that, you know what I'm saying, everybody call a, a slut forever. Like and it's your video floating right everywhere you go. Hey, ain't you the girl that was on? Uh, like, you'd rather be dead, bro. You might not just have it in you to kill yourself. Or whatever. But that don't mean that you don't want it. Right? And, shoot. I don't know about y'all. Have y'all ever been around somebody who you know got a death wish? <laughs> they live pretty reckless, man. That's all I'm going to say. So the next slide, he said, he says, there's so much more I want to say, but I'm going to spend the rest of the day reaching out to those closest to me to let them know how much I love them. So, I mean, this dude really planned this, right? I mean, he really sat there and came to terms with this. A lot of suicides are instant. I mean, for someone who lives such a peaceful life, for him to really sit there and premeditate his suicide and not be impulsive, (laughs) you have to think they're wanted... He wanted a message to come out of this. He was not finna just let himself just be another dude that died that, you know, only the people around him heard about. No, he, and it, I don't think he wanted fame. I don't, I haven't even seen a picture of him personally. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. I don't know. Yeah, 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 I did actually. Yeah, I did. I did see one picture of him. But um, I, all I'm saying is that, you know, you have to really think about that, right? And so I want to get into that message, but we're going to keep reading. Sorry. All right, so he says... There is so much more I want to say, but I'm going to spend the rest of the day reaching out to those closest to me to let them know how much I love them. This is not an ideal way to go out, but at least I get a chance to say some final words to those who I love and adore. Take care, everyone. Please, please, please be kind to one another. Treat each other with kindness and grace. I need you guys to highlight on that word grace right there for everyone listening. Because men do not get grace. And I'm going to use one of the most clear examples of men not getting grace. The way cancel culture comes for men versus women. When I say cancel culture, I'm not just talking celebrities. I'm talking about even in the personal world. When a man, once a man is labeled as something or he's did something in his life, they never let it go. We just watched this with Herschel Walker, right? And I know a lot of people don't like Herschel Walker, but it's like... Okay, you slapped your wife a couple like 20 years ago. Who's to say he can't change? Men aren't allowed to change. Once you've done something bad, that's who you are forever. Think about it even this way. Even think about it. I brought up the gays earlier. Think about the gays, right? Once you say you gay, you gay, bro. They don't let men come back and oh, I'm straight now. I mean, the only way you have to come back talking about you a Christian or something. You can't just be gay today and be straight tomorrow, but women do it all the time. 
Men aren't allowed to do anything. Once a man is something, that man is that. And this is why I say all the time, people think women try to be perfect. Yeah, women try to be perfect, but men are required to be. You can't make a mistake. You, oh, you slapped your wife back in 1992 and it's now 2023? Nope. She do something today, tomorrow they forgive her. We extend grace to women. There are certain things we're not graceful to women on. But let's keep it real. We're very graceful to women. They do not play with women the way they play with men. They'll make a TV show and put a a pedophile in there that's a female and have have her up there playing with a little boy like that. And and, it, and, it, and, it, and yes, we might look at it, but nobody, no Me Too movement don't come out and say nothing about them putting that in the show. I don't know if y'all ever seen the show uh, You on Netflix. She in there messing with the high school boy on a season three. They treated it like it was normal. I ain't seen not one person on the internet go off about it. Go make a TV show right now and have an older guy in there talking to a young girl and, they, and the producer's best... Uh, uh, don't don't really highlight it to make it look pedophilish or pervish or anything like that or predatory. They make it look almost romantic, honestly. That's kind of how they they painted it on the show. It's almost romantic, right? So my whole thing is, you know, I want you guys to realize that that grace is is something that plays a big role in why men. Do not get to make mistakes. Why men don't get to ever grow. Why men are usually end up, you know, killing themselves at these older ages after they've already made it through life anyway. Right? I mean, imagine a lot of women can't even imagine right now what their life would be like if we held everything they've ever done to them. Oh, you were a bully in high school? And then we just picked on you for the rest of your life. You bullied girls in high school. I mean, just imagine if we just picked on you now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just uh, everything you did, we just gonna hold it against you. You wouldn't like that. Y'all don't like that. You you know how it feels. Some of y'all, 30-something years old, and people still talking about that time your nudes went around the high school. People still talking about that time that video went out of you sucking that guy up in the uh, locker room. Everybody still talking about how uh, the quarterback... And the wide receiver ran a train on you. And you in middle school now. I mean, excuse me, you 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 30-something years old now. Everybody still talk about how you got pregnant in high school. Right? There's no grace. The difference is we may talk about you 30 years later, but we don't hold it against you 30 years later. I mean, look what they're doing to Chris Brown now. You know what they did to him the other day? Booing him into some old stuff. Like, he hit the girl. I was like 15 years old. I'm almost 30. It's been like 14, 15 years later. He's been clean ever since. See, women are allowed to get a grace pass, especially if they, if, even if we don't like what they did, if they clean. Casey Anthony, if that was, if that was, if Casey Anthony was a man, that was, if it was Anthony Casey, it'd be different. Oh my gosh, it'd be different. You can't get away with murder 
I mean, you, you you're not finna uh, beat a murder charge as a man who lied in the in, in the interrogation about where you worked. They traced the dead body of your son into a car you owned after you let the child go missing for 31 days and didn't report it, and you were going around hanging out with people. Man, you, you, you're guilty. But see, it was a jury trial, right? So to tell me the jury. You know how you win a jury trial? You sway them with emotion. And they had grace for a woman I know they wouldn't have had for a man. As a man, you're guilty even when you're not guilty. With women, they get the benefit of doubt. They get grace. Let's keep reading. Keep on, keep that grace thing in your head. Treat, no, there is too much anger in the world and people need to start treating each other better. What I've shared with you above is a prime example of how anger can really have long-lasting and extremely damaging effects on a person's life. So, when you guys... What you guys just heard... Let me look at some what the New York Post is saying, if they added anything here. Uh, add anything here. He wrote all this on Facebook. He did not hit or slap that woman. Mm. Let's have a moment of silence for... Christopher Christensen. All right. Um. So yeah, he uh, that whatever happened on November fifteenth, he got out of jail on a ten thousand dollar bond. November seventeenth. And he pleaded not guilty to child endangerment and battery during his arraignment on November 22. Nobody right now has the actual um, allegations, like how they how they charged him with child endangerment, like what factors went into them being able to charge him with child endangerment and battery. You know, uh, so. Which usually when a battery charge is put on something, somebody was touched. Uh, I'm not going to say hit, but they, they somebody was touched. And my, my whole thing is this, right? You know, first of all, we all know, I, I ain't going to go into how the system does the whole innocent until proven guilty, but it's really you're guilty until proven innocent thing, right? But at some point, we have to realize that Men, masculinity has been under attack for a long time now. And a lot of the time, the woman is our biggest enemy. I mean, she's, when you think about it, women are always, has always been our best friend and our, our worst enemy, right? I mean, who, what else could they possibly be? I'm not even going to break that down because it's, it's as simple as that. They probably tell you the same thing about us. But my, my, my thing is this, at some point we have to realize 
that women have been given too much influence and too much power with their mouth that they can come out at any moment and say something about somebody and we're supposed to believe them first this is very dangerous because what it does is put people in a lot of risky situations now some men are crazy about women what if you would have went into jail somebody read his thing hey bro let me see your paperwork oh you you already doing this to your wife man beat him dang near half the death in the jail like you you never know right we 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 don't even think about stuff like that because it does happen and um it's just like it stains people's records women will stain your record because the only things that women can put you in jail for that's personal against them is things that make you look bad right stalking them hitting them um breaking something of theirs uh, molesting them raping them uh you know that that's it Every, everything looks bad. It all makes you look like a weaker man. It all makes people want to stay away from you. Women literally have the power with one word to literally ruin men's lives. And too many men's lives are being ruined, especially these days, because of what a woman says. Too many women have this power and we give them this power because of the fact that we feel like women are the angels and men are the monsters. Like we we have allowed this lie to go on for so long and it's time for us to expose why it's not fair to do that. First of all, anybody who would use some words to destroy someone's life or can and would is just simply not somebody that I think that we should, you know, be given this much credibility to and allowing them to do that. I mean, think about it. I mean, if that's what they would do with words, what would they do if you put the gun in their hand? And I don't mean that literally, but you could take that little too. I meant that more metaphorically. You know, if you destroy me with words and you now once you get to the point where my whole group as men were destroyed, you know, these women will come down with a with a hammer on men that's going to be ugly and biased. Right. This is a group of people who literally thrive off emotion. Why would we ever let anybody who thrives off emotion be the one to take charge? You know what I'm saying? Why would we let somebody who has a history of bitterness? I mean, they even say hell has no fear like a woman scorned. We, I've already broke down on this podcast. I'm not going to keep doing it. How, how selfish women are to the to a degree that I've never heard any other podcast or anyone on YouTube break down. I fully have broken it down already. I'm not even going to take the time to do it today. We know these things, you know. We know these things. At some point, we have to look into how much power we allow women to have with their words. You know, because I'm personally tired of having this conversation, right? Because we 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 see at some and at some point we have to start taking to also take into count how we're treating and how we're dealing with men, because men have already shown an instability that needs to be addressed. Almost, if not most, I think all mass shooters are men, right? I've never seen, I've never heard of a woman, a woman mass shooter, right? All these mass shootings, that all men. Um, men have a higher suicide rate than women. At what point do we say, well, clearly we need to start to stop making men into monsters and maybe start to talk to the people who created Frankenstein. Maybe we could turn Frankenstein into the beautiful being that it really is and stop trying to make men into monsters. 
You know what I'm saying? Because men really aren't the monsters of the world. Not anymore. You know? But they're still being treated like it. So, you know, it's, it's a hard subject to touch because it's, it's kind of a tiring one for me personally. Especially if you're an avid listener to this podcast. It's a tiring one. But here, here is proof to you guys what the system does to men. It drives us to a point of no option. It drives us to a point of limitless options. You could tell that men feel like they're optionless. Look at how we go through life. In all of our decision-making, we literally treat it like it's two options. I mean, even down to our articles of clothing. Why do you think the clothing store is uh, the girl's side is bigger than the men's side? We've, we limit our options on what we're going to wear. We limit our options in everything. We're very limited in the way we move throughout life. We know we have to be perfect. Women get to have flaws. How many times do you walk down the street and see a couple and a man, um, no homo either, I'm just telling the truth, right? The man, his skin is, is just fine. Like he has no blemish really on his skin. And the woman has all this, all this stuff on her skin, right? Women get to be a little, have a little chubby chub. Men have to be fully in shape. Or if we're going to be fat, we got to have that, that round fatness, not that sloppy fatness, right? You know, we already know about penis size and height. Right. Things that are literally out of, I think, I think are out of our control. They say genetics plays a role, but that's still out of our control. I mean, we don't pick our genetics, whatever. Right. But but we have to accept women's body based on the choices that have led to their body types. Right. Not just simply her height and, you know, maybe the size of her feet. We have to still accept them or we at least can't speak on it. You know, what I mean, uh, talking about their bodies because they have gluttony in their life and they eat too much. Right. Or they tan too much or they don't tan enough or they don't wear enough lotion or they don't take care of their hair. We can't talk about this stuff like that, but they can talk about things that we just hey, just it hey, is it is it is. If my if my thing swang like an elephant trunk, it is what it is. If it hang like a pinky, it is what it is. I mean, you get what you get. You can't kind of don't throw a fit. We so look, men are so optionless. Men are the who's most who are, who are mostly the doctors in the world men right okay forget that who are most of the body mod doctors plastic surgeons things like that right once again men most women who have got their boobs done or their butt done will tell you who did it a man how come we still don't know how to make the penis bigger we can literally take a man's penis and turn it into a vagina at least something that looks like one transgenders but we still ain't figured out how to take a a three inch penis and turn it into a six inch penis Men are optionless. They probably haven't researched it yet because they're probably embarrassed to research it. Because you make men feel like we have to live in these boxes where we can't ever just express ourselves and say things that we may need or want. We can make a woman have a a butt and we could take her her stomach and turn it into her booty. We ain't figured out how to make a man go from 5 foot 10 to 6 feet. Go ahead and hit that 6 feet clearance mark. Add a little fat maybe from, from his leg to his ankles. Maybe push his feet up a little bit more. Look, I just figured it out right now. Just think about it. I mean, that would make sense, right? You put a little fat under the feet. He would technically be taller. I mean, he'd have some some thick feet, but... <laughs> Who gonna know, right? You walk around with shoes all day. Ain't nobody gonna know, right? Hey, if anybody take my idea, I need some money, okay? I need some money, all right? Don't, hey, all you scientists, don't take my idea. But it makes sense. Take a little fat. You you have this lower belly fat. Put it on my feet. I'll be six feet. Six feet tall. Clearance. Hello. Tall, dark, and handsome. Check me out, right? 
So, so it's just, you know, all of these things, they play a role. Men don't have any options. I mean, just look at it, right? We can't do anything. We have to be perfect. We have to literally be women's bank account. We have to become their policeman. We have to become their uh, their teacher. We have to be everything, you know? And what do we require for them? We say cook and clean. I can cook and clean. I'm just saying. I'm not saying I don't need a woman. I'm just saying I can cook and clean. But I can do a lot of things that you, you, you can't do and you're not going to do. Let's keep it real. I'm going to cook and clean because I'm not going to let the house be dirty. I'm not going to see... What kind of man sees something dirty and just says, well, I'm going to just go sit over here. She's in... No. I'm going to be like, man, let me go over and get that way quick, right? So I'm going to cook and clean too. I like to cook. So I'm going to cook and clean. But you know, good and god dang well, you ain't going to do all the other stuff I'm going to do. I can do everything you're going to do. The only thing I can't do is push a baby out of me. But when that baby come out... Everything you do to that baby, except for breastfeed it, I can do. So everything you finna bring into this house, I can do. Except for the sex. But everything else, I can do. If you want to talk about duties, right? If we're talking romance and intimacy and you talking and having conversation, no, I can't talk to myself, but let me just keep it real. You know? So my, my whole thing is we, we optionless. We're optionless. We, we feel optionless. But I'm also here to tell men that no, we're not. We just have to stop caring what other men that aren't caught up yet and what women think. But you also have to be, then, see, I say that and I send a lot of y'all into the pits of hell, right? And, or, 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 I walk you out into a burning building because then you go do something and then because you're a man and the world still ain't caught up yet. So that's why we have to have this conversation all the way around. We could always be rebellious and break the mold. Like, well, I'm gonna be the one to step out. I don't care what they think. I'm a, if I gotta cry, I'm gonna cry. If I'm gonna, you know, do this, I'm gonna do this. If I'm gonna be mad, I'm gonna be mad. If I'm, gonna... yeah, and then you still get locked up, and, and and now you feel just like Chris, the brother Christopher Christensen here. You have to think about that. You have to think about that. I I, I need you guys to to really start to have these conversations. If you're a parent female or male you need to start having these conversations what's crazy is that so many women I see that single moms they talk the most about these feminist ideas and they're the most harshest to men and the most mean to men you know what the scariest thing is I would say 8 out of 10 of them are raising a little boy by themselves too ain't nobody around to see what she do to that little boy and what she be teaching them probably teaching them how to worship women and how to denounce his own masculinity and bow down to femininity I, I, I see it all the time I see it literally all, it's, it's to the point where I don't even stun it no more. It's normal to see a single mom being so harsh to men somewhere in some comment section or maybe even have her own show or even in the real world, in real life, I've even seen the conversations. I've even had the conversations. And then when you go find out what kind of gender kid she raising, it's a boy. Sometimes they got two or three on. No man in sight. The girl pretty. That's by choice. What'd I tell you? You know? It's like, a, like almost like an endangered species out here. It's time to wake up, smell the coffee, and realize what's going on. It's your boy Tommy Via Raw Sex, and I'm out.